0: Five, six five four three two one zero. All engines running, commit liftoff.
1: Hello and welcome to SWAT radio. It is Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. It's Thursday. April 27th, April 27th, 2023. Hard to believe we're already through the first quarter. Jeremy, I can't believe it. It has flown by. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Whether you're in Mississippi listening on WMOX, uh, WMER there, or in uh, Virginia listening on The Lighthouse, or listening in uh, Georgia, up in Folkestone on The Truth or in St. Augustine, Florida on The Truth or here in Jacksonville on The Truth, 91.9. If you're here in Jacksonville or in St. Augustine, you better get ready. It looks like we're going to get a little bad weather here, but I'm glad you've joined us today. It is Thursday, guest day, and uh, I'm excited about our guest. I was a, a little bummed at first because uh, I'd ask, I, we, we've we had our guest on a few times and uh, he's usually in tandem with his brother Daryl Harrison but Daryl's mom passed away we've been praying for her we asked you yesterday to pray for the family and uh, we're excited to welcome his good buddy and partner in crime Virgil Walker uh well I gotta be careful Virgil to say something like that that might be taken the wrong way right (laughs) are you there Virgil hello um how about now Can you yeah now yeah say so you might have been giving me an earful and i didn't even know it man you had it I, on the- <laughs> I, I
0: was i was i was i was i was trying to get through yeah absolutely <laughs> no i i appreciate the opportunity to be on and and i think to the point that you made earlier we're all uh prayerful for daryl for his family as as he uh but walks through the passing of, of, uh, of his mom and, um, you know, the, the care for the family that's needed there. I know he's en route to um, Georgia and um, and headed here, and so looking forward to hopefully being able to put my, put my arm around him at some point. And, uh, but, again, he's got a lot of issues to navigate as he, uh, uh, he celebrates the life of his mom and, and navigates her passing.
1: So. Yeah. H- has, is your mom still alive, Virgil?
0: Mine is, yeah. Yeah. So my mother
1: passed away two months ago, and she was a godly woman. And, uh, you know, uh, one of the greatest uh, encouragements to me was finding her old Bibles. She had Bibles from the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. In every Bible, she had her testimony, she had uh, the gospel road of salvation written out the day she came to Christ. It, it, it was so encouraging to find those things. And doing her service was one of the hardest services I've ever had to do, but one of the yeah.
0: easiest to do, yeah.
1: you know? So. Yeah,
0: yeah, I do get that. I do understand, yep,
1: yep. Well, listen, thank you for – being in today at such short notice you know you're so gracious i i reached out and i said hey daryl was supposed to be on and uh you know uh, would you would you mind uh stepping in uh, because uh he's not able to and you did so graciously and and it really is an important topic today and and basically what i was going to ask i I wanted to get in some cultural stuff because you guys are always knocking out of the park with that but your last podcast. By the way, I want to let people know, if you want to go to Daryl and Virgil's podcast, it's Just justthinking.me, just J-U-S-T, thinking.me, and their last podcast on spiritual warfare is one you all need to listen to. What, what prompted you guys mm-hmm. to attack that particular topic, Daryl? I mean, uh, um, yeah, yeah. Virgil?
0: Yeah, no, great question, and uh, we thought through Kind of the you know a what we were going to talk about how we were we were going to speak about it. Uh, I think really, Dad, this kind of Darrell kind of led this one. He kind of came back to me and just said, "Hey, what are, what are your thoughts about uh, addressing spiritual warfare and just talking about what it is, what it isn't, um, you know, how it's been in many ways um, captured by those who are in charismatic circles and and has been has been morphed." to mean perhaps something uh, that, that either is extra biblical or isn't biblical at all. And uh, so initially when I thought about it, I was like, ah, you know, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm out of those circles that really doesn't, you know, move me in any way, shape, or form. But again, as, as he really pressed the issue, as Daryl really pressed the issue, I thought, well, he's got it. i trust his judgment. One of the things that I love about, about Daryl Harrison is— He has a very uncanny uh, ability to keep his finger on the pulse of not culture, I mean culture for sure, but not just cultural issues, but issues theologically uh, that are important to the body of Christ, and uh, I think it has in some ways... Uh, to do with the, with he's at Ground Central there out in California working for the uh, the teaching ministry of Dr John MacArthur, um, again, so they have they have such a, a, an ability to see all of what's happening in uh, in a big swath of evangelicalism. At the same time, Daryl will pick his own lane and say, I think this is the way to go, and and we've just had great success trusting those those you know those instinctual kinds of nudgings. And so with that. We made the decision to go in that direction, uh, and as we did, I was really glad that I did because what it did for me was it enabled me to go back and examine previous thoughts and ideas around spiritual warfare, what I thought it meant, what I had been taught that it had meant, and, and to really look at that against the backdrop of what does Scripture actually say that it is. And then at the end of the day, as Daryl and I try to do with, with each topic and podcast, Allow the mirror of God's word to examine our own hearts, mm-hmm. uh, and so you saw you kind of saw that whole trajectory take place uh, within the course of, of a podcast with us. Of course, they're not short podcasts; they're they're long. I think this one was two hours and fifty five minutes, closing in on a three hour mark.
1: Yeah, that's um, a conference. And There's a lot.
0: Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, well, there's a lot of content in there for people to to chew on. I mean, you could take you know take the first half hour and mull through that and then take another stab at it, another stab at it. And the folks who've listened to uh, the Just Thinking podcast have come to expect kind of an exhaustive and um, expositional approach to the, to the subject matter that, that we decide to tackle. So that's kind of what we did, how we did it, and, uh, you know, where, 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 where it landed. I'm, 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 it's been great. It's been great to get the feedback from this one already, how people have been blessed, not simply – by the content, but I think by the nature in which we were very candid about our own spiritual walks and where we were, and and how spiritual warfare is is a, plays a, a, an important uh, uh, aspect of our own personal lives.
1: Well, you know, I, my apologies too. I didn't really give a great introduction to Virgil because he's been on so many times. Uh, but <laughs> Virgil is, uh, in addition to being the co-host of Just Thinking that podcast. He's also uh, the executive director of operations for G3, working with Josh uh, up there. And uh, you guys do a great job uh, with your conferences. When is your next G3
0: event? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for the question. Thanks for asking. Uh, big G3 event that we got that we're promoting right now is the 2023 G3 National Conference. Uh, it is a biennial conference. It's it's once every other year. So it'll be here in 23 and we won't see another one again until 2025. This is a massive conference. Our doc, our, our, our uh, The theme this year is on the doctrine of the sovereignty of God. Uh, oh, you decided to do our- a light
1: one this year, huh?
0: Just a light one, just a lightweight one this year for for that, the sovereignty of God. We're witnessing in cultures, especially, and in the church, uh, God's sovereignty is 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 absolutely under attack with everything that you're seeing from uh, from whether it's wokeism or whether it's the issue of the LGBTQIA plus uh, uh, you know, mafia, so to speak, the, yeah. the, the 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 alphabet soup kind of kind of nature of things nowadays, where there where where we're even questioning what is a woman, and so what that is as it as it's expressed in culture is it is an attack on God's sovereignty. God has said he will make man and woman. High. God has a determined not only the sex but gender as well and that's that's something that's immutable. That's something that that's the standard all we have are are those are those standards. Well cultures come and said, "No, I can be my own god." I can determine whether I'll be a man or a woman, and those are direct attacks on the sovereignty of God. We thought that it would be wise to equip Christians, to encourage Christians, to educate Christians on God's sovereignty in all things, and so we're going to be talking about that as we gather. Last year we had about 6,500 people mass here in Atlanta, Georgia, for that conference. This year we anticipate somewhere in the neighborhood of about 8,500 people joining us here in Atlanta, September 21st through the 23rd for the G3 National Conference. For those interested, they can go to G3MIN, G3MIN, like ministry, G3MIN.org, uh, and register for the conference,
1: and and uh, we also have a slang name for the G three. It is the Shepherds Conference of the East, uh, basically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely, As we, te- we, we, we that we've heard that we've we've heard a uh, ShepCon for 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 the sheep, yeah, uh, because shepherd. Shepherds Conference is definitely for pastors, and and this is really Sheep Con, and so uh, it's not just for pastors. Whole families are in attendance at this one, and so that's probably one of the reasons why it is indeed so large, because we've got uh, more than just shepherds who come. We've got shepherds, we've got kids, we've got adults, we've got families, and and from all over that come to join us for the. For and the I SC3 hate to Conference.
1: deviate from the warfare thing because I do want to go into that, but I just have to mention. You guys, if you're listening, you want to go to this. You want to bring a group to this. Uh, Vody Beckham, Steve Lawson, Paul Washer, Phil Johnson. Phil did our retreat last year. Uh, James White, mm-hmm. uh, a new guy, kind of on the scene. He's not. He's just not as well known out here. But Mike Riccardi uh, does yeah. a good job too. He's solid. Justin Peters, we've had on several times. Owen Strand, we've had on. Josh Buse, uh, uh, Ken Ham uh Virgil Walker uh Daryl Harrison uh a lot of James Coates from Canada I mean you guys have a who's who list of guys coming for the kingdom and so uh I I really encourage you go to g3men.org and look at that Sovereignty of God conference. It is in Atlanta, and you don't want to miss that. Okay. So
0: I'll add this one thing. we got about 23, 24 speakers right now. We'll have over 30 before this whole thing is said and done. And that we'll is have crazy. the absolute best of the best. Yeah, you'll want to be there. Well,
1: that's awesome. Well, I, I do want to get back to the warfare thing because our ministry focus here, we're called Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And, you know, our key verse is Second Corinthians 10.4 that says, The weapons of our warfare are not of this world. You know, I, I, like you, Virgil, have seen people deviate in a lot of different directions when talking about spiritual warfare. And, you know, you hear everything. In fact, I was talking to somebody um, the other day who was just talking about, well, you just got to cast out the demons, you know, um, and, and, and that right. kind of language— people using that kind of language and talking about those kind of things. And, uh, you know, when you think about that, when you, what was your experience growing up with the whole issue of spiritual warfare?
0: Yeah, for me, it was something that we kind of saw – a, a demon behind every tree, right? I mean, there was, a, there was, there was the, you know, the, the, the demon of overeating. There was the, the 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 demon of oversleeping. There was the demon of, of 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 driving too fast. There was that 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 demon of you know of of hunger. I mean, every everywhere, and, and I'm not exaggerating. Every time you you talk to someone. They saw a demon behind every behind every tree, and so the thought process was, well, I've got to cast the demons out. You know, I've got to, and so you you, you witness this uh, in in ways that people pray. So people would begin their prayer, God, I want to thank you for X, Y, or Z, and then they would begin to talk to Satan, Satan, I bind you, and Satan, I, do. you know. So I'm thinking we're. Our prayer now is actually a prayer to Satan, as we tell Satan what he is and isn't going to do, what how he is bound, and what and and, and that's that's kind of that's kind of out there. But you see that even in even in, in contemporary culture, you got movies where folks are praying to demons. Well, did Satan not binds you, and you know all of those kinds of things. And so, as I grew up, that was what I understood. Was the nature of spiritual warfare? It was the binding and loosing of Satan uh, in areas of our lives for which we did not want to claim direct responsibility. So we would blame overeating or, or driving too fast or some other issue uh, on Satan, uh, and 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 as a result of the blame on Satan, we never examined ourselves. Uh, we were we were not to blame. It was the devil who made me do it. Uh, and the and the best way to overcome that situation would be either for me to bind or for me to link up with another believer. Uh, and, and if two or more touch and agree, you know we could we could have more power, uh, and so we could have the have uh, have dominion over the forces of darkness, or you know have a have a pastor, uh, have a service. Uh, where, where they were casting out demons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the idea was that, that believers even could, 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 uh, experience a demonic possession. Uh, and would show up at church, and and demons could be cast out of them. So that was my that was the framework and my understanding of spiritual warfare and demonic oppression. Of course, it took a and uh, in, 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 in in more contemporary times, it has taken on a more political framework. Uh, you know, where where we're, we, we're wanting to take dominion, and we're believing that that demonic powers are over certain areas of the country, and and folks are casting them out. You're talking about spiritual, spiritual mapping, warfare.
1: even right, and that kind of stuff. Demons have there's Correct. demons over particular parts of the country, or particular geographical areas. Uh, And a lot of that is tied back into charismatic theology, isn't it?
0: Correct. Absolutely it is. And so again, my my goal in this was not to disparage uh, charismatic theology, but to put any theology, whether it's charismatic, Pentecostal, Presbyterian, Baptist, if it's my strain, to put all of our, our theological ideas under the lens of the, of the Word of God to see mm-hmm. what actually computes. Yes. Uh, we have to do uh, rather than rather than get our, our feelings uh, all hurt or upset or, you know, my pastor told me this and that, that's the law. I, what I want to know is not what your pastor said, but what, what thus said the Lord says. And, and I'll know that not by some divine revelation, but from book, chapter, and verse that comes directly from the Word of God.
1: Well, you know, I mean, even when you were talking, my mind immediately went to the book of Jude, where a lot of people, I can remember uh, hearing a lot of people say, I take authority over you, and I'm, you know, uh, you demon, and and talking to the demon as if that person had the authority to do anything, and my, my mind goes to Jude, you know, where he, he basically, when Jude is writing, he says, even Michael, who was an archangel, that's like some upper level angel. I mean, this is, this is not even a regular angel. This is an archangel, some kind right. of, uh, that he said, even when he was contending with the, the devil, I mean, uh, Satan himself about the body of Moses didn't presume to pronounce a judgment, but rather he said, the Lord rebuke you. You know, he yeah. in other words, he's leaning yeah. on the Lord who does have the authority to yeah. cast out Satan yeah. or, or bind him or whatever. You know, and and yeah. we forget that. Yeah. You you don't hear people and when you bring it up, you know, people just like kinda blow it off. And so I'm so glad yeah. you guys did this. Now, I know that you guys tackled a lot of issues. What in your study and getting ready for this, and even with your time with Daryl, as y'all kind of worked through it, was there anything new that popped out to you that really kind of go, you go, wow, A kind of a wow moment as you were working through it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there were a number of wow moments, and most of them had, had little to do with what we found in Scripture, right? I think Daryl and I have been in kind of our conservative, more uh, Reformed Baptist uh, circles long enough. Uh, to have examined our own, um, you know, our, our our theology on the subject, right? Okay. So we we've, you know, there there were some additional things that we pulled from church history, perhaps, or quotes from different theologians who've, who've spoken about the topic. Those are kind of oh wow, I didn't know that, you know, that that uh, that this person felt that way, or that this had been articulated in this way. So that that really wasn't the oh, oh wow for us. I think mm-hmm. the oh wow came. As we now understood, based upon what Scripture said, what spiritual warfare was, and how for every Christian uh, we have a we have a responsibility to be engaged in a, in a battle, and that battle wages its war uh, in in the mind of believers uh, in, through the flesh of believers, and and we have a day to day responsibility to be at war. With principalities and powers, right? Mm-hmm. Those are those are outward forces that will inflict uh, trouble, damage issues, uh, put, put situations in your way uh, that you had that you had not uh, foreseen, that you had not thought about, that you didn't know were were about to happen. But even more, even 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 closer to home, that there will be issues in our own body and flesh that flare up, that show up, that that present themselves. In our mind, where we think thoughts that are not in line with what God's Word says about us, the aha for me, and I think for Daryl, and that becomes incredibly evident as people make their way through to the back end of our of our podcast, is the spiritual warfare that Virgil needs to wage uh, in his own life as it pertains to how the how the enemy has 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 has, has infected. Has impacted uh, my own mind about what I think about me and and how I na- navigate ministry and just the personal as as we began to take application. Uh, now we had explanation. Uh, we had explained these issues and now we we had exposition. We made clear from Scripture what Scripture's word said about the issue. Uh, now we had application, and as we began to apply what we had learned through our research to our own personal lives. That's where the aha moment came for us. And again, I I think that anyone who gets the opportunity to to listen to the podcast and make it through toward the end of of the podcast, maybe the last 30 minutes, 35, 40 minutes or so, uh, they'll begin to see that. And if they've navigated the entire process with us, they'll see how things actually culminate on the back end of that particular uh, episode.
1: Have you found in your experience, both as a pastor? I know you've done a lot of uh, prison ministry and street uh-huh. ministry. Have you found uh-huh. that the believers? Now, I'm not talking about the, the 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 false believers, but I'm talking about true believers who have maybe given been given some bad teaching, and and they they really are seeking God and want to do godly uh-huh. things, but they kind of conflate the world, a system our own selfish desires and satanic influence into one thing that they refer to as spiritual oppression or demonic oppression?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the answer to the, the short answer to that is yes. Um, the, the, the more challenging way is is really identifying it. Like uh, I, I mean, it's, it's easy for me to look at, uh, at, at aspects of, you know, charismatic uh, churches, uh, or, or even the, I'll even use the term charismatic culture. And when I say that, what I mean by that is how charismatic charismaticism has really not simply stayed in the charismatic church. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of uh, Baptist churches, uh, 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 what you would consider more conservative churches. Uh, definitely, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to say uh, Methodist churches because I'm not as familiar with that. But I'll, I'll stick with the area I know. There are a lot more Baptist churches who have imbibed and embraced a lot of charismaticism in their worship, mm-hmm. uh, the way that they worship. Uh, you, you have the you have a lot of what, what Black Baptists are now calling Baptocostal, right? There, it's a <laughs> mixture of both Baptist <laughs> Black Baptists and Pentecostal, Baptocostals. And so you, you have that now permeating even more of Baptist culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a result of that, you have well-intentioned uh, Bible-believing uh, uh, people who are you know who want to know the word want to know the truth but have been influenced in ways that they're they're perhaps even unaware uh, and as a result, either their pastor has passed on poor information about the issue of spiritual warfare or they've turned on some network television, you know, or, or not network television, but but, a, but some religious uh, a cable station uh, that's told them, if you want to engage in spiritual warfare, here's how you do it. And, and then they've given a completely wrong information based upon someone's personal revelation of the issue. So I, I think this takes on different forms. Uh, it looks differently based upon each individual. Um, there are some overarching themes as to how it gets in, uh, but each person kind of takes it up upon themselves as to how it, it gets employed in their own personal life.
1: Hmm. Well, I, I, I really appreciate a couple of the things you said earlier about not, – not, it's not really about any particular uh, um, denominational movement or non-denominational movement – it's about us being underneath the authority of Scripture. And Absolutely. we have hit a point, um, uh, Virgil, in our country uh, here, Just and this is where we live. This is where we breathe, and we're bombarded on all sides with this, where the, the your own truth, whether we believe it or mm-hmm. not, has impacted the church to where people have gotten away from the biblical authority of God's word. And, and, and it may not even be that I come up with my own truth, but it's the truth of the person that I like best. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like as a pastor or somebody who, who has the best sounding argument instead of maybe he's the most charismatic, maybe we just like him because he makes us feel good. Have you you guys really done anything on that in your podcast about how much that has influenced the way we think in the church?
0: Uh, yeah, we, we do. I mean, we do indirectly, right? I, I don't think we've taken that on as a topic, uh, but we have talked about the way in which culture has infected the church rather than the church having its proper role and impact on culture. Um, And and what I mean by that is not this... Uh, there's a there's a move right now. We're gonna you know we're gonna take back America and 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 I think people who who feel that way and say that and declare that mantra are well intentioned. My question is always, what does that look like, right? Mm-hmm. So for for some, the thought process is, you know, we we, we got to impact culture by uh, by by going out and voting and doing these kinds of things, and all of that is because of what they're seeing in the culture as a as an infection of these these random ideas about truth. Okay, this, this, today someone's truth. is... Is uh, they're a woman. Tomorrow their truth is they're a man. Right today someone's truth is marriage is between a man and a woman. Tomorrow their truth is it's something different. And so c- people have seen that, and their response has been: I'm gonna. Their response is twofold: either I'm gonna go back and win the culture and take back take back the culture, and, and they'll try to impact culture in that way. The other thing that we're seeing uh, in church culture, in particular, is the, the abandonment of of any kind of uh, any kind of standard of truth and the reason for that is because they're trying to win the culture. Their thought process is if i if i can just win them over and the way that they win them over when when culture overs they say well you know i mean i have my truth and then you have your truth, and so truth is then uh, something that that's ambiguous, something that's arbitrary, something that that is based upon how a person feels at a particular moment, right? And so we see church culture embracing that idea as well. Or you've got the liberal church who has just absolutely abandoned Scripture altogether and just said, "Hey, you know, drag queen story hour." Well, we can have drag queens come and preach sermons on Sunday morning. Uh, you, you've got you, and all of that is is culture's attempt to infect the church, and and yes, we've been impacted by that. Um, Daryl and I have talked about aspects of that reality in our shows. Um, We talk about that here at, at G3 uh we engage those kinds of ideas in writing uh because it requires really thoughtful precision as, as it pertains to language uh, it's odd that we're in a time when when truth is something that's arbitrary that's random that 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 people believe is is you know you can have your truth i can have my truth but unfortunately within church cultures to really address your question yes we're seeing it we're seeing it and it's and it's impact of uh on believers whether it relates to this issue of spiritual warfare. Well you, you 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 Pentecostals do it your way, we do it our way and no one is examining scripture to make those determinations. Or whether it's another area or subject matter where people are being impacted in a spiritual way.
1: Well thank yeah that that is so so true. And as we, we're going to our break for the news on the half hour, I, I just want to remind our listeners that you can go to just thinking.me that's j-u-s-t-t-h-i-n-k-i-n-g.me and go to that latest podcast on spiritual warfare like Virgil said do a half an hour a day man you can take your whole week just give a half an hour to it every day it's well worth the listen and also go to g3min.org sign up for their conference in 2023 on the sovereignty of God it is going to be a great conference when we come back we're going to talk to uh, Virgil uh, about his thoughts on our culture, getting back to the whole issue of truth and talking about, can truth really be something that's subjective?
2: Do you hear about the two old men who had been friends for decades? They're playing checkers. One said to the other, no, don't get mad at me. I know we've been friends a long time, but I can't think of your name. What is your name? His friend just stared at him for about three minutes and then said, how soon do you need to know? (laughs) Talk about forgetting. That's what the cross is all about. Every time you obsess about your sin and feel guilty about it, God says, I've forgiven and forgotten. You're the one who keeps bringing it up. Isn't that a relief? No. Don't get a milkshake. I'm Steve Brown. You think about that. Share what you just heard with a friend. Go to youThinkAboutThat.com. There's some delays because of a multi-vehicle
1: crash on I-95 northbound between Southside Boulevard and Baymanos Road. Also, there's congestion on I-95 southbound near Emerson Street and congestion on I-95 southbound near the MLK 20th Street Expressway. Showers and thunderstorms tonight, low 64. Friday, mostly cloudy with more storms, high 82. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio on Guest Thursday. I'm so excited to have Virgil in the house, better known as Omaha, on the Just Thinking podcast. And uh, Virgil, you are a great friend and brother to come on here so quick for me to reach out to you. Thank you for stepping in, man. It's awesome to have you on here. And I I love highlighting you guys. I I really believe me and Brad were talking uh, the other day uh, you guys are up in our, like you're, you're in the top five podcasts, man. And we listen to a lot of different people. You do such a good wow. job, man. You and Daryl, I love you. I love your heart. I know you believe it. It's not just something you do. It's your ministry. You put heart and soul into it. And, and if you've never heard their podcast, go to just and, and guys, I would encourage you. we, we encourage people to support ministries we believe in. We believe in this ministry. So I, I really highly endorse them and tell you if you want to give to help a ministry, this is a good ministry to invest in. Uh that Daryl and Virgil, what they do. And G three also, uh, that, that Virgil's with. And and you know, Virgil, I just I want to go back to something you shared in the podcast uh, before we get into the truth thing about the spiritual warfare thing because for me I, I identified with one of the things you said in there about for me it's not gonna be the prostitute showing up at my door you know uh, at a hotel room that's gonna get me it, 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 it's it, it's gonna be for me like I have eight kids. And I know you have three, right? You have three children, is that right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I have yeah. eight yep. children, uh, and and what I have seen is the way Satan attacks me is is through my children, my wife, and my relationship, other relationships, to where I just get tired of the whole fight, and you just want to quit because you feel like what we when we do what we do. You feel like you you feel the pressure, right? To 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 always you're you're always looked at and and we should be wanting to live a life worthy of the calling, but we know that what we do puts a target on us and our family and everybody around us. Mm -hmm. And 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 that's Mm -hmm. real spiritual warfare. I think I, I see you see it in Paul. And could you speak to that just for a little bit about it it's not necessarily going to be the big ugly demon really coming through yeah. the, the the big sins uh that pop yeah. into our mind. Could you speak to that for a second?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean as 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 I mentioned earlier when uh you know as it related to this particular episode, it, you know, every time we do one of these, whatever topic or subject matter that Dow or that you know that Dal or I do um, we attack the subject matter with great intensity, and, and, and we want to open up the pages of Scripture. We t- always say on the Just Thinking podcast, we flip pages. We, we open up Scripture, flip the pages, understand the the, the 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 subject through the lens of what Scripture has to say about it. And the God, the, 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 the truth of the matter is the Word of God is both a, a mirror and a window. So it first is, is, a, is a is a mirror for us to examine our own lives, and then a window for how we understand culture, and this was the part of the podcast where the mirror of the Word of God really examined my own heart and life. And, and as it did, I said to myself, if I'm engaged in a battle of spiritual warfare uh, on a daily basis, as, as, as we made the case uh, in the podcast, uh, if, if we, the personal believers, engaged in spiritual warfare, how am I doing like how how am i how am i measuring up how how well am i operating on the basis of what god's Word says about my life about how i'm to live it uh and, and where are the areas of attack for me you know uh, for me it, it, it won't be a situation where you're going to find me in some hotel locked up with some woman that just that, that won't be the the enemy won't provide that for me because that's not i, I would see that a hundred miles coming and go nah i think i'm gonna avoid that trap i've got two the, the price to do something like that is too high. The cost of doing something like that is way too high. So that's, that's not going to catch me. What may catch me, though, is, man, I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about my work. Uh, maybe I'm working way too hard, uh, paying a lot of attention to a good thing, which is ministry and work, and, and missing the ministry of of the home life, missing ministering to my wife, missing ministering to my family in ways that honor God, and so that could be an area where the, the, where there's a wedge right between mm-hmm. between my wife, myself, our relationship. I, for me, it's a battle of the mind. It could well be you know I'm not I'm not going to be caught up in that way, but but perhaps uh, the enemy begins to to, see, to to season my thought life with you know you you 're not good enough to be working at that job with those incredible men of god what do you what do you, what do you think you're do who do you think you are uh and and then for me to get a a thought process that that you know what i'm i'm not I'm not worthy of this and here's why and and maybe maybe I need to quit and find something else to do and you know there there have been times man seasons in my life where i I've, I've thought that i thought what in the world, am I doing? And then, I, then I had to be reminded. Well, the truth is, you're not good enough to be working where you're <laughs> working uh, with, with 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 those men. And and all of all of the blessings that that I experience are not because of my greatness, but because of God's grace and goodness in my life. And that do, and that these doors of opportunity have opened not because I'm so great, but because of God's providential hand. Uh, that, that led me to these spaces and places. And so that's where the, the battlefield of the mind is where that, where the va- vast majority of, of spiritual warfare actually takes place. So it's not this mystical, mystic experience out there in the ether somewhere where we're, you know, telling the devil what he's going to do, where we're binding and loosing angels and demons. It's really, in the battlefield of our own minds, and we need to examine it in a way that really is practical, that meets us day-to-day where we live, so that what we're reading about in Scripture as it pertains to spiritual warfare is really something that I can attach to, uh, something happening in my life that I can battle through using God's Word, operating under His grace, uh, and and then navigating life in in a way that's successful as a result.
1: Mm, that's so good uh well you know i um i want to talk about this whole issue of truth you know you mentioned that at the end as we were talking about it and you know this this past week we you know we've been talking about uh paul's obedience as you know when paul was accused of being crazy by festus he goes listen i'm i'm sane i'm speaking rational truth here you know i'm not crazy Uh, uh, Festus and you know in our world like our world is now um, everything is subjective I read an article about a guy out in San Francisco that wrote a big article for the LA Times talking about everybody just has to find their own truth there was an article today about former NBA star Dwayne Wade saying he doesn't feel comfortable in Florida because his child who is trying to be a person opposite than his Birth, gender, biological sex. Yeah, yeah. Trying to be different from that doesn't feel safe in Florida because we all just got to be comfortable in our own truth. Truth comes from outside of us. No human being can determine truth. I mean, if that was the case, if you determine your own truth, then you're always going to have people that's going to have their own truth that's going to be different. So nobody really knows what truth is. Uh, that, you know, if you go back to the old Merriam-Webster, it defines truth as reality. (laughs) It's what reality is. It's actuality, right? And so uh, the the, the old law of non-contradicts, I know you know that as much as you've been on the street talking to people and stuff. You can't say something isn't and is at the same time, (laughs) those two statements can't, you know, they can't go together. Right. So, so give (laughs) me your take, Virgil, on how, how are we as the believers here in the church, how are we to respond to this stuff? How, how do you see us responding now and what do you think we need to do to be able to address this from a biblical way? You know, I'm,
0: yeah, 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 I, I, I hear you. I I see it everywhere—the uh, questioning, the challenging of truth—and uh, people don't know how to define it. People people are determining what truth is based upon how they feel, uh, based upon some arbitrary meter, and and uh, man, we're seeing it everywhere. And, and really. Uh, the, the battle that we're engaged in, especially with the culture, is a battle for truth. It really mm-hmm. is. And so as we think about truth, I think as believers we have to recognize what you said is, is absolutely accurate. Uh, we live in a world that that navigates life, and as, we, as it pertains to truth, uh, we define it uh, as a correspondence theory of truth, which is simply that, that truth is that which corresponds to reality. I, I like to add a couple of a couple of additional ideas to it so that we can really nail it down. Uh, truth is that which conforms to reality according to the mind of God, as it is, is as it is revealed in Scripture. So let me say that again. Truth is that which corresponds to reality, according to the mind of God as it is revealed in scripture. And so if we know that that is what truth is, then we we have a we have an absolute objective standard of what is right and true. And so that's the basis of truth. So as scripture explains in Genesis 127 that He made them male and female, He created them. I uh, gives them dominion. We can know what male and female are and that those two genders are all that is in God's created order. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can know that we have one human race. God God gives us Adam and 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 from Adam comes all of the nations the ethnos ethnicities all come from one man we can we can look at uh, acts 17 uh, 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 yeah acts 17 verse 6 and, and no one understand that and so if, if we if we know these things understand these things uh based upon scripture we don't have to wonder about what truth is mm-hmm. truth is not that which is arbitrary truth is that which is objective, and that is always objective. It it doesn't conform to what each person believes the truth to be. I said Acts 26. I meant Acts, Acts 17, 26. If we know that and understand that, we don't have to be swayed by every, quote, wind of doctrine that's out there about this subject matter. So we can stand on the truth and tell people that that, that a woman is is is, is, a, is a female human being right we can we can stand there and know what a man, man is and know that there aren't 150 genders uh, that are available for people to choose from um, there, there all of all of what we're seeing in this issue of truth and this battle for truth is is the rejection of God's Sovereignty, culture is is in a is, is in a battle. I mean, this is this is this is this is a Genesis chapter three moment, right? The fall takes place. Satan comes along and says, "Has God really said?" Uh, we're witnessing that over and over and over again as we as we look at cultural battles. Uh, the question: is, Has God really said that there's a man and a woman? Well, what about this? Well, what about that? And uh, we we don't need to we don't need to be engaged in what aboutism. We can anchor ourselves. Do the word of God as believers declare that truth, stand on that truth, and operate on that basis.
1: Well, as you as you look at um, um, as you look at our world, right? I, I know you you wrote a piece for your uh, website a, a while back. What's next for the church in America? Um, and and when you wrote it, you were talking mainly from the perspective of the ethnic uh, stuff that was going on. Uh, in our country. Yeah. Um, how would you take that same stuff you were reflecting on there and apply it with the, the alphabet mafia stuff, the LGBTQ yeah. think about that. And, and as far as the church, cause I know you've, you know, you've, you've been a pastor and you, you deal with a lot of church pastors and yeah. And, and even at G3, you guys are trying to minister to the sheep. So how are the sheep? to deal with it because you get these people who really want to do good things. They want to reach out and be evangelistic are being told pragmatically, well, we have to affirm them. You know, we right. have to affirm them and we, we can't speak, <laughs> we can't speak the truth because the truth is offensive to right. them. So how do you, how do you, right. how would you lead those people, uh, Virgil and what yeah. you guys
0: are yeah yeah, the first th- the first thing I, I would tell the uh, us as believers is we have to recognize uh, that we we don't bow the knee to people's feelings um that 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 the god of this world uh would have us believe that we have to bow the knee at the altar of emotions mm-hmm. uh that that if people get upset then we have to stop whatever we're saying or if they get offended then we've got to stop what what we're saying we scripture is clear that the gospel is offensive it will be offensive to to those who who hear it truth is offensive that that, that our human nature and condition is, is at war with God. It doesn't delight in the truth. And so we, we it was somewhere in Christian history, right, somewhere in church history, we understood that. And, and as a result, we had people who were martyrs, right, people who were willing to give up their lives to stand on that which is true. We've lived in this this Judeo-Christian culture, and it has become so watered down. That we think that if someone uh does not give us enough likes on Facebook, that we probably should change what it is we said, right yeah. so so you had you had church history, you had church history where where people were willing to give up their lives and die for what they believe, and then today, if we don't get you know five likes on a particular quote or tweet that we tweeted out we think we've got to change the message. And so I, I would first tell the Christian they have got to get out of that mindset, right? No one's lost their lives as a result of offending someone. Yeah. And the reality is if we, if we share with them the truth, we, we trust God. And here, here's why. Salvation is not an act of our own will. Mm -hmm. Salvation is not something that we can determine based upon how sweet we sound, or how high-pitched and soft our voice is, or if we say the right thing. Salvation is, is actually in the hands of God. It is a sovereign act of God. Our job in that process is simply to declare the message of the gospel and to declare that which is true. Mm-hmm. So in the piece that you referenced, I wrote in twenty twenty as 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 we were this was right out of this was going into into a new year, twenty twenty one, as we as we looked at, at the culture and what was kind of going on at the time, you had George Floyd, you had riots in the streets, mm-hmm. uh you had all kinds of things that were happening. And really what culture was saying was be quiet, shut up. Especially if you're a white guy, you had better shut up, right? You have no right to say anything if you're white. Uh You need to shut up. And, and I, I'm saying absolutely the opposite. The, the color of your skin has nothing to do with the volume of the words you speak or the sound that comes out. What, 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 what needs to be said is that which is true. And so while we, while we in church culture have embraced this, well, we'll be silent and be a silent majority, uh, we, ha- we can't afford to do that. You mentioned the LGBTQIA plus the alphabet soup agenda <laughs> yeah. that's out there. Uh, you, you, they, they're not silent. I mean they, I, I'm offended I'm I'm offended at the idea that that it that it should be a positive thing for for us to take children and and mutilate their bodies in their prepubescent form uh, in an effort to affirm some kind of gender switch that they've decided that they're going to engage in. I'm, I'm offended by the idea that marriage, as it was traditionally known to be between a man and a woman, that that definition has now been attached to all kinds of of, of perverted ideas about sexuality. Uh, I'm offended, but no one seems to care that I'm offended. The idea is that I had better shut up be quiet, and hold my thoughts to myself. And and I'm saying, no, I reject that. Uh, I will not abide by that. I will stand for the truth. I will declare truth. And what that does not mean Mm -hmm. is that I'm perfect. I'm not declaring my perfection. I'm actually declaring my imperfection, and that I'm pointing to He who is perfect, which is Christ and Him crucified. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I don't have to worry about defending myself. I don't have to worry about, about being right uh, I just need to worry about, and what, is what I'm saying truthful according to the, the, the mind of God as it is revealed in Scripture? And in that, I, I lay my pillow down, uh, my, my head down on the pillow. I rest well. Uh, I, I trust God for the outcome because He is the, he, he, he is the one who's sovereign over, uh, over not, not only over creation but also in salvation. So hearts will be conformed into the image of His Son as a result of the proclamation of truth. Uh, hearts will be awakened, regenerated. He will take people from death to life as a result of His own sovereign act. But my role in that process is simply to declare the truth of what the Word of God says, to declare the message of the gospel. That would be what I would encourage believers with.
1: Well, that that that's great, man. I hope I hope you were listening to what He said. It's really... Good. And, and by the way, if you want to share this podcast uh, and radio program with anybody, cause it is podcast, it, it'll be posted up tonight. You can go to SWATRadio.com and uh, just click on the past programs link and go there. And you can actually copy the link and put it in a text or send it uh, to somebody. Um, because, uh, Virgil, you, you have done a great job uh, today of just sharing stuff. And I just want to remind our listeners too, truth is, is always consistent. It does not change. <laughs> Cause it's truth, right? It's something that is yeah. consistent. Yeah. It doesn't change from one person to another. It doesn't change from one time to another if it's true and, and truth is outside of us. Uh and and in the end, reality always wins. You can say what you want, yeah. but in the end, the reality is always gonna be revealed. Well, you got you guys wrote two books, one back in 21 and one in 22. First book Just Thinking About the State. Uh, you can get these books yeah. at amazon.com and uh if if I walk up to you, you're at a conference and I see this book in front of you, tell me in a minute what is what is this? What is this about? What's Just Thinking About yeah, the State about?
0: Just thinking about say, it, it's a fantastic book in that, not simply that Daryl and I wrote it, uh, but that it is, a, it is a compilation of all of the subject matter that we addressed during the course of the, the year and a half that we were together as it relates to uh, issues of, of, of policy, issues of politics. Uh, Every four years, you you run across these issues. Again, this is a great book to help you think biblically about the subjects that are involved. We talk about issues around reparations, around Black Lives Matter. We talk about uh, issues uh, around health. And uh, and, I mean, all all of the issues, the hot button issues that pop up every two and a half years as election cycles now roll, uh, we talk about and do it through a biblical lens. And so you get the analysis, the in-depth analysis that we do uh, with each of those subjects subjects as we push them through the lens of scripture, push them through uh, a a historical theology, uh, push them through church history. Uh, That way you can kind of see what the Bible has to say about the subject and have a framework by which to make uh, wise decisions as you go vote uh, and as you interact with issues about state government.
1: And I just would like to point out that you and Daryl were both raised in predominantly black families, right?
0: (laughs) absolutely absolutely yeah yeah absolutely so we got we got some unique perspectives about that well no you, you, you do see, I've, you I've you've talked
1: d- about it right you both talk about that yeah, very yeah. openly oh, yeah you know
0: yeah, absolutely if, if, yeah but if you i, I was going to joke and say if you ask our detractors though we're white supremacists so oh, yeah. you may not want to you may not
1: <laughs> well, well isn't it interesting it, well listen coming you from want. you guys you know uh, coming from your perspective i mean uh what you've shared personally about that um isn't it interesting that because you have a different ideology than the narrative that's out there, people will actually throw a label on you of a white supremacist because you're trying to right. hold to the word of God. I, I, that's mind right. blowing.
0: Um, that's got to yeah, be offensive it, it to is, you, it is, right? Not, <laughs> it, 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 it It is. It is. It's not surprising. Really what it, what it shows you is that when people think about blackness, Ah, uh, they're not thinking about skin color. They're thinking about ideology, mm-hmm. and so that's a that's a that's a whole nother subject to address and think through and talk about. Uh, there's a tribalistic uh, point of view uh, that needs to be embraced for 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 you to be uh, thought of as black, and and that's that's problematic. And uh, so, are you saying uh, you'll come back
1: try- on here and talk about that one day? <laughs>
0: <laughs> brother listen listen you 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 call outcome no about that? that's
1: great I, I will i'll get you back on we'll get you on sometime in the summer uh or sometime in the fall we'll get you i'd love to get i i really want to get you and daryl back both both on together because y'all are fun to have together y'all just uh, go off each other really
0: well well you have we another do. book called Absolutely.
1: what why are you afraid one minute why are yeah. you afraid what's this book yeah. about
0: yeah, books that we kind of took a different approach, more of a biblical counseling approach, both Daryl and I, uh, are engaged in that kind of sphere, and so we, we really wanted to address the issue of fear. And, and it's everywhere. At some level, uh, everything that you're seeing in and, and, and social media is operates on the basis of, of causing you to be afraid or causing some fear response in you. Uh, as a result, we wanted, to, we wanted to look through Scripture and really examine uh, what you should fear and what you shouldn't fear. Is, is there is there sinful fear and anxiety taking place in the hearts of believers? Absolutely. Where does that come from and why? And if we are to be afraid, who should we fear? And, and as you know, as a believer, the only one we should fear is God. And so we, we talk about that.
1: Yeah, I I I really, um, I I like that. That's great. And both two, two, um, two really good books. Well, listen, uh, I would like to tell our listeners, because we've kind of come to the end of our program, and I want to, Let them know one more time. They can go to Just Thinking, that's J-U-S-T-T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G, JustThinking.me. And there's a blog on there. There's great podcasts. Go listen to the podcast on spiritual warfare. It is good. And like Virgil said, you eat it just about 30 minutes at a time, or you may get going and get into it and uh, listen to the whole thing and then realize 3 hours has going by but it is a great yeah. it's a great great um, uh just exposition really of the whole issue of spiritual warfare looking through the lens of scripture not experience it's good it's really good and then uh, g3men.org that's g and then the the number three m i n and the Sovereignty of God Conference September twenty first through the twenty third. Um, it, it's they got great speakers, and I'll tell you what Omaha, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna I want to send you a SWAT T-shirt. Uh, you're gonna have to text me your address uh, after the yeah. program. And I oh, yeah. want I want a make your haters your motivators t-shirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we can do
1: that. We'll do we a switch. Okay.
0: Absolutely. Hey, well, we'll listen. Yeah, we'll do a swap. That'll work.
1: Hey, listen. Well, you know, thank you so much for being on. We're so thankful for having you uh out in the ministry world doing what you do. No, we're praying for you. If you're listening, shoot a prayer up for uh Virgil, his wife Tamika and their kids, and just his ministry. Virgil, thank you, brother. We love you.
0: Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.